Welcome to the conference room with this week's guest, Austin Armstrong. Yeah, that's really been the style is, uh, and the the execution is just testing, testing, testing and doubling down on what I've seen work. And this was a style that just hit for me. Welcome to The Conference Room, a weekly podcast where business leaders and growth experts kindly share their experiences, actionable tips, and secrets to successfully grow a business. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help us out. And I really hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm Simon Lader. Welcome to The Conference Room. Good afternoon and welcome to the conference room. I'm joined today by Austin Armstrong. Austin is a lifelong digital marketer, a public speaker, host of the TikTok podcast Business Talk. He's the CEO of Socialty Pro, an organic... Okay, I'll start again. It's Socialty Pro, not Socialty Pro. Right, okay, I'll start again. Yeah, Socialty Pro. Socialty Pro, fine, okay. We'll start one more time. All right, here we go. Good afternoon and welcome to the conference room. I'm joined by Austin Armstrong. Austin is a lifelong digital marketer, public speaker, host of the TikTok podcast Business Talk, CEO of Socialty Pro, an organic SEO and vertical video marketing agency, and CEO of Syllabi, a brand new marketing tool that helps business owners create social media content strategies in minutes. Austin has posted over 2,500 videos himself on TikTok, tripling his own business's revenue and thousands more across his clients' accounts and has leveraged his success on TikTok to gain millions of followers across every social media platform. I've got to tell you, I'm a huge fan of his videos, in particular, the ones where he highlights the new and cool websites that he's found and shares with the world. So I'm delighted that he's found time in his incredible incredibly busy schedule and believe me it's incredibly busy to come here and talk to us in the conference room so austin armstrong good afternoon and welcome to the conference room simon thank you so much i'm so happy to be here this is really exciting we're gonna have an awesome conversation i'm absolutely certain we will so every hero has an origin story and you're the hero of, of our story so tell me how did you get from just starting out developing a social media presence to becoming this rock star social media presence that you are well well thank you for that uh it's been a long journey uh <laughs> i've been doing social media marketing uh for 18 years now i actually started back on myspace uh of all platforms when i was 14 years old uh, i got bit by that bug I, I somehow stumbled into it and figured out how to get a large uh following back on myspace so i actually had a couple hundred thousand followers <laughs> way way wow. back when uh before like influencer was even a, a term that was coined and uh, i i've more or less been doing it ever since so fast forward a, a little bit um to about nine years ago uh i moved out to california southern california and i started as an intern at a video marketing agency that specialized in the behavioral health space 
We still work a lot in the space, drug and alcohol treatment centers, psychologists, therapists, uh, and the like. And uh, fast forward to about four years ago, I started uh, my own company, uh, Social T Pro, the full service social media marketing agency. Uh, my business partner was actually my boss uh, that I was an intern with. So it, oh, it's wow. been a really cool full circle experience there. And uh, yeah, I mean, when uh, about four years ago uh, is is right around when I got started with TikTok as, as well. So it was this new platform out there and I'm a big Gary V fan. Gary was shoving it down all of our throats. You got to get on this platform. Don't miss the wave. It's, it's going to be the biggest social media platform ever. I said, fine, Gary, I'll get on this dancing kids app, TikTok, and see what's going on. Uh, and it was the best decision ever. So uh, I've I've had a lot of success and it all really stemmed uh, the recent success from TikTok. Uh, I've leveraged it to, uh, you know, really figure out and nail down short form vertical video strategies. And because of that success of TikTok, all of the other platforms have really embraced short form vertical video. And so I've just leverage that because I don't want to just be the TikTok guy. It's never a good idea to put all your eggs in one basket. And so I've just remained consistent creating daily content for about four years straight and it's paid off. Wow. That's extraordinary. So we'll talk about how you help your clients in just a moment, but you know, they say, you know, it took me 10 years to become an overnight success. Um, you've really exploded or certainly in my world, You've really exploded really in the last, I would say, nine months or so. Okay. Yeah. Um, what would you attribute that explosion to? Yeah, a couple things. In particular on Facebook, it's when they rolled out professional mode on profiles. So anytime a new platform rolls out a new feature, it's a good idea to test it. Uh, and so that was one thing that really helped out in that nine, 10 month period. I went from 5,000 connections, I think, which is the maximum amount you can have as people you're connected to, uh, to now I have 830,000 followers. Uh, and so all of these platforms have just shifted and, and adjusted a little bit. The other really key factor uh, was, was a very subtle shift in um, how I created content. Uh, so I was I was creating a lot of useful videos or uh, useful website videos, sharing digital marketing tips, sharing SEO tips. But that's right around when I I I took a proven winning style, which was the uh, conversation style, where you're communicating valuable information and you're sort of side profile viewed. You're talking to yourself in a different outfit, so it's like. You're you are the expert. You're communicating information to the viewer, and the viewer sitting in on this on this conversation. And so I took that style and applied it to the type of content that I was already creating, the useful websites, and I sort of remixed this style and and made it my own. So it made it something fresh, something that people really hadn't seen before, but also felt very familiar because it was based on that proven winning style. And that really exploded for me. That that helped me explode on on YouTube. Uh, it took me three years to get to 5,000 subscribers. And then with one video, uh, it it exploded. And in three days, I went from 5,000 to 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. And it really um, hasn't slowed down all that much. I'm at about 580,000 subscribers on YouTube right now. And some little psychological tricks that I've been doing and working in with my content as well is that I found that it's easier to get negative 
engagement on your posts than it is to get positive engagement on your posts. And the platforms don't care if the engagement is positive or negative. They just want more engagement. And so I've sort of leaned into that a lot to increase my engagement dramatically, whereas the subject matter of my videos is still educational. It's still helpful. But I plant little secret Easter eggs throughout the videos that elicit an emotional response that always get a ton of comments. And and those two things really helped me explode over, over the last nine, 10 months. I think what's, for me, what's, what's really interesting about the stuff that you share is you combine the usefulness of the content with the um, sort of entertainment factor. You know, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm being sycophantic, but forgive me if I do. Um, you have a very engaging personality. And Thank you. You, you know, you come across as someone who, you know, is everybody's buddy. And uh, and when you're kind of saying, oh, here's five websites that are going to break the internet or here's, you know, three websites that you really have to use or your head's going to fall off or whatever, right? It, you know, they're, they're, they come across as um, as inviting and entertaining and at the same time, super useful. I mean, like, super useful. So, uh, and also the ones where you kind of string together three or four, okay, if you want to do this, Go onto this website, do this, then go and then go and then go, and you're kind of stringing together multiples. So yep. these are things that where you write the kind of conversational format um, is something particularly um, for kind of entertainment ones. Where I can't remember his name now, forgive me, but there's a guy who he like um, lampoons Karens, right? So he'll like put on a funny hat and they'll have like two people like talking, whatever, and uh, it's obviously him playing both roles. So you kind of take in that format. Mm -hmm. But how did you come across the idea of taking that into the kind of useful video um, and and the social media education that you've that you've developed? Was that something that was um, was something you've been developing for a while, or was it? Hey, I'm going to try four or five different strategies, and by the way, that's the one that really took root. How did that kind of come about? Yeah, I'm always testing. Uh, I'm always testing different delivery styles, everything from the opening hooks to uh, just sharing useful websites to, like you said, stacking multiple websites and building upon the last to, to increase audience retention to including micro hooks throughout the middle of the, the content to keep people engaged. Uh, and and it, it very much is like you said at the end there, it's just testing different things and seeing what clicks and, and what works. And then in good marketing, you test, test, test until something hits and then you go deep and you go all in on that thing. <laughs> and so that's more or less what, what worked. I mean, you know, you said at the beginning of this, uh, this video in my bio, I've uploaded over 2,500 videos. It's, it's closer to 3,000 uh, at this point. That's a lot of tests. That's a lot of A-B testing uh, right. to know what hooks work, uh, what doesn't work. Um, and and I've really honed in on on understanding what works best. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, too, uh, the the cringiness of the conversation uh, and uh, style of videos. <laughs> it gets a, a really funny reaction online sometimes. In what respect? People will say, you know, people will leave comments and say, this this information was really helpful, 
but could you please uh, stop doing the cringe reactions? It would be better without. Well, it wouldn't. <laughs> I know this from thoroughly testing. And it's performing better because it just got you to comment and say, don't do it. That is why it's performing better. People don't want to hear that, that their negative engagement actually fuels it because, you know, it, trolls will be trolls. But that's, yeah, that's really been the style is, and the, the execution is just testing, testing, testing and doubling down on what I've seen work. And this was a style that just hit for me. And it was interesting because I actually did a small test on them. I did about three videos in the, the conversation style, useful websites on TikTok first. And they did okay. They didn't explode or anything like that. And so I sort of left it for like a month or so. And then I came back to it and I said, there's got to be something here. Let, let me try these again. And, uh, and I did a couple more. And it, it was, the, the most fascinating part is my most viral video of all time. It was the third time that I had posted the same video, the same conversation video. Literally downloaded it, reposted it, downloaded it, reposted it. So didn't no change the video, it. no change the content. No, no change in the content. Uh, I didn't re-record it. I didn't edit it. I just reposted the same video and the same video on the third time something clicked in the algorithm or it reached the first premiere audience <laughs> that was really interested in it and it exploded. It's got 11 million views on TikTok. It's got 19.7 million views on uh, YouTube, uh, millions of views on Facebook as well. And guess what? I continue to repost that same video every couple of months because it performs well all the time. Now, this is something that a lot of people don't. And I didn't mean to digress here too much, but this is something that people overlook is that if you have a really good video, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just repost that same top performing video again. Now, wait a couple months. But if it really works for you and you want to maintain consistency, just repost that short video. Wow. And 30 million views can't be wrong. It works. Wow. That's amazing. So when you are, we'll, we'll talk about um, syllabi in a few minutes, but I want to talk a little bit about, about um, social tea. So when you engage with your customer base at social tea, what are the key problems that they're experiencing that you're going to help them solve? Yeah. So they oftentimes don't know what to create content around. They don't know how to act or, or be on camera that actually uh, goes viral or, or grows their, their user base, subscriber base, follower base, and actually generates leads. They don't have time or the know-how to figure out editing. They don't have the know-how or the time to post across multiple social media platforms. And this is what we do all day, every day. Uh, our value prop of Social to Pro is be the expert that you are. We handle the rest. So we really take you from onboarding process to um, a really detailed questionnaire. And then we have an onboarding uh, call where we really dissect and deep dive into your target buyer persona, uh, the value proposition of the service or products that, you're, that you offer, your unique selling proposition, all of this really useful information to clearly define who you are, what you sell, who you help, and develop a content strategy around that for the clients. And then all they need to do is record content around the topics that we actually outline and suggest for them. 
So we give them everything from opening hooks to coaching on, on camera, and then um, they'll record it. They'll send it to us. Uh, we edit it. We upload it across all of their social media platforms. And in Orange County, California specifically, we actually have a video production team. Uh, so if you're, so we actually send a video team out to actually record uh, clients on a, on a weekly or, or monthly basis uh, to record content. So all they need to do is be the expert. We handle the rest and, and apply our repeatable social media vertical video content strategies. Wow. So what would you say are the key um, hallmarks of a successful video marketing strategy? Well, uh, leads and sales uh, is the... <laughs> As in the the thing that's going to achieve that, I mean, as in what what are the uh, yeah. you know what are the key features that a that a uh, um, a content strategy should you know should have that yeah. are, that are going to make it likely to lead to leads and sales. Yeah, so we will typically outline four or five different core pillars of of content ideas or categories of content that we can start to test and execute. This might be service one, service two, uh, pain point, uh, could be uh, uh, trends, could be frequently asked questions, could be behind the scenes, could be product service demos. Uh, and, and we just kind of outline 10 to 15 uh, video ideas below each one of those categories and then uh, apply our best practices, really strong opening hook, deliver incredible value throughout always make it about the viewer. It's never about you. Really strong single call to action at the end, really fast paced editing uh, and, and graphics on screen, subtitles on screen, B-roll, the whole nine yards. And then we go through it. So Monday we'll upload a video from category A, Tuesday category B, Wednesday category C, et cetera. And we just kind of go through this. And typically at the end of a, of a month, uh, we'll have a good understanding of which category of content is performing better than the rest, which is generating the most amount of leads, what's getting the most amount of engagement and, and follow-up comments. And then we just lean more into that. That's how we effectively test uh, for, for each of our clients. So uh, we'll, we'll pivot to about 60, sometimes 70, 75% of the content strategy around that pillar content that is performing the absolute best and all boats rise with the tide. So mm. the more that you can lean into a content strategy that's uh, and, and topic and format that's working over and over and over again, all of your other categories of content will, will drastically increase uh, because you have a, a larger baseline viewership now. Wow. Okay. And I, do you find that any, any platform works better than others. Now, obviously, you said that uh, TikTok was a was a big thing for you. Do you find that certain industries respond on respond more on one platform as opposed to another, or is it pretty kind of um, just pretty well distributed across? Yeah, that's such a fantastic question. You have to really know your customer audience and, and who you want to reach. So if you're targeting senior citizens, you know, is your time best spent on TikTok? Probably not. While there are some senior citizens on TikTok, that's a very small percentage as opposed to Facebook or LinkedIn at this point, right? So you have to know where your target audience is. 
we repurpose across the board uh, because that's just that just gives us the the widest casting net. Uh, and you're gonna get if, once you have a good content strategy and and apply a really good formatting of of the videos, you're gonna reach people across every platform. But you know, if you're an individual entrepreneur, you're you're a solopreneur, you don't have uh, the the means or or the team to to manage multiple accounts or you know upload your content daily across every social media pl platform. Focus first on growing the platform where your target audience is. Uh, right now, for me personally, it bounces like crazy. Right now, Facebook is is my top platform on a on a monthly basis. Has been for about three months. TikTok's actually like number four uh, for me right now, which is kind wow. of crazy. But that's just how it goes. It just constantly shifts, and you have to really stay consistent. Keep looking at your analytics. Keep looking at the engagement and pivot your energy around where you're getting the most traction at the time being. So that's why Facebook's my main platform right now. It's where I put most of my energy. But, you know, when when TikTok picks back up because it it will and it always has, I'm going to put more of my energy in TikTok than Facebook. Right. So, are there any particular industries that you feel a content strategy works better for than others? Or maybe to kind of put it on its head, are there any people that have come to you and said, Do you know what, Austin, that sounds great, but that's not going to work in my industry. And you've kind of experimented and you've gone, actually, you know what, it really has, you know, after the fact, you tried it and it really has. Well, we've, yeah, I mean, we, we've worked with so many different industries at this point. We, we primarily work with service-based businesses, um, and it's largely because of budget. But products can work incredibly well on TikTok too. I, I know some great entrepreneurs and I, I've worked with some, some great businesses in the product space. Um, and it can, it can work, but if you're hiring a marketing agency, remember that an agency is going to be fairly expensive. And if you're, if you're selling a $5, $10 widget, you've got to get a lot of sales uh, to make up for that the spend with with the agency mm. however service-based businesses tend to have a higher uh cost or higher association on the the value of, of a customer it'd be wide ranging so i think mostly and I, I mean i i think any any business can come up with a creative content strategy that would work on on social media because it's knowing who you want to reach knowing the emotional needs, desires, and pain points of that customer and knowing the value that and unique selling proposition that your business provides to that person. And I think if you can craft and tell that story, any business can, can thrive. Now, I, I can't think of any examples offhand that would not work because we've worked with lawyers, we've worked with medical doctors, uh, podiatrists, um, e-commerce product clients. Um, I, I've, I've done, I've worked with car, uh, detailers. I've worked with real estate agents, uh, so many different industries. It's just, it just works uh, across the board. I, I'm sure somebody could come up with an example of a business that probably would not work, but hasn't come up yet 
hasn't come up yet. Which is the one um, that's really surprised you, where you were thinking, uh, this might be a bit of a stretch, but it's really knocked it out of the park? Well, the... You know, coming from my background, the addiction treatment space in in particular, um, you know, you it, it almost sounds counterintuitive to to have a medical doctor talk about how specific drugs impact your brain and body, and that translates to the phone being picked up for the business and translating to getting people into treatment. Uh, but that has worked phenomenally well. We've worked with a lot of different drug and alcohol treatment centers that have hundreds of thousands of followers on on TikTok now, reaching millions of people every month, talking about drug use, talking about the struggles of mental health and self-coping mechanisms and becoming dependent on on various drugs and and what that experience is like and how it impacts families. Kind of sad, depressing content to be honest, but that has worked really, really well. And it's a little, I, I think it's a little surprising, but that's worked well. And, ha- and uh, just, um, just to kind of close the, close the loop. How does, how does putting that content out? It might be very educational, get a lot of um, hits, a lot of views, a lot of likes, Um but how does that then translate into? I mean, did the, did that organization see an uptake in their patient registration in the work that in, in in an uptake in their client base? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So every everything needs to be trackable. Every every marketing campaign you you need to track accordingly because it's not you know likes and follows don't don't, uh, don't translate to they don't pay the bills <laughs> they don't translate to clients right so. Um, you know, firstly, it starts with your bio uh, on your actual platform because the video is publicly facing, right? And then what's the user uh, flow? They're going to, they like the video. Maybe they go to your profile, they check out a bunch of other videos. Your profile is the first thing that they're going to see after they see that video. So you have to optimize that bio, the description around what you do, who you are, who you serve, and make it really clear where they can contact you. And so all social media platforms, you have a, you can add a link in your bio, um, uh, on TikTok, you need a thousand followers on, unfortunately, but, uh, every other platform, you can just add that link in your bio. And so just by having, you know, uh, XYZ addiction treatment center, uh, we will help you take your life back, contact us here, link to, uh, to their profile or, or to their website, or what we'll do is like, we'll have a, a link expander tool, like a beacons or a link tree or something like that. And we will test different call to action buttons with like UTM parameters on it. So they can actually track um, conversions uh, in Google analytics and their actual CRMs, but we'll add phone number, call now buttons. We'll add uh, a form uh, where they can verify their benefits, which is really important in that space live chat options right there and then it becomes just a, a part of the their intake process particularly for this for this industry so we create really good content that captures eyeballs gets an emotional response we drive them to the conversion metrics they are then need to be the ones that can actually convert but as long as we're creating content that's generating leads and pumping it into their system it it works quite well wow 
let's talk about syllabi. Okay. Okay. So tell me, tell me first of all, um, what does syllabi do, and who does it help? Yeah, syllabi helps service-based businesses streamline their video marketing on social media. Is our quick little elevator pitch. Right. So um, it addresses a lot of the same problems that I brought up uh, that Socialty Pro uh, clients face. Businesses know they need to create videos for social media, but they don't know what topics or what questions their customers are searching for. They don't know what to see. Or they don't know what to say uh, on camera. They don't like to be on camera sometimes, and they need help staying consistent uh, and accountable. And they might just not have the budget uh, to hire a, a marketing agency or an internal team. And right. so that's what we're building uh, with Syllabi. So uh, Syllabi shows you the questions, the top questions that your customers are searching for online with a lot of data behind those questions to back it up. Then with a click of a button, you can generate a video script, viral video scripts for short form content, TikTok, YouTube shorts, or longer YouTube videos as well. You can also generate blog articles for it. You can schedule all of the content out uh, in our content calendar to keep it really organized for you. And uh, as soon as this week, actually, probably when this episode drops, we're rolling out AI video creation. So it'll take the script that's generated from AI and it'll generate a video with a human realistic avatar that looks and sounds like a real human reading the script around a question that your customer is searching for, and you'll be able to post all of that to social media. So my ambitious goal is, you know, AI tools are, are coming for the digital marketing agencies. Uh, and so we built a tool uh, to fast track that. So you don't need to hire an agency anymore. Uh, you can just use syllabi. That's amazing. So, and and just kind of coming back to it a little bit, um, so a lot of the content that, uh, that you put out there is talking about how to use AI um, when creating content and, uh, and, and other things, right? Yeah. How worried are you by AI and by the... Um, possibility that AI could do a bunch of marketers out of their jobs? Oh, I, I think it's almost inevitable. Uh, that's why I'm getting ahead of it. That's why I launched this tool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see it absolutely coming for my job. And so my, uh, you know, my opinion is why not be the one to lead the charge? If it's, if it's already inevitable, why not be the one to make the change? Uh, the cat's already out of the bag. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, uh, like, I think, these tools, these AI tools are going to fundamentally shift uh, our society and work as we know it. Uh, I don't think AI in and of itself will take people's jobs, but I do think people that use AI and embrace these AI tools will replace the people that do not use AI because it's going to make them so much more efficient, faster with their outputs faster at processing and summarizing data, faster at gathering information and, and data. And so a lot of jobs are going to be impacted by this, uh, not just in the marketing industry, but almost every industry, uh, every white collar uh, industry, I'd say. Blue collar, I think, is fine for, for quite a while. For now. <laughs> for now. For now. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I, um, I had a conversation with the uh, the chief marketing officer of um of a large 
cybersecurity vendor. Mm-hmm. And uh, they use AI to kind of go through you know, security threats and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the way that they market their tool is don't let a machine, sorry, no, don't let a human do a job that could be done by a machine. Right, so kind of taking the whole AI thing and flipping it on its head. I mean, people are worried about yeah. AI and machines going to take away a human's job, right? And so, oh, you shouldn't let a machine take like the whole Luddite um, mm. um, uh, protest in the seventeen and eighteen hundreds, right? So, uh, don't let a machine do the job that a human being should be doing. They've taken that concept with AI and flipped it on its head and said, no, don't let a human do a job that a machine can do because that way yeah. you can get your humans doing other things, you know, and, right. and 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 in many ways, um, when I've been playing around with uh, AI tools, I found that it still does need a human just to, right? You know, make a course correction here, or a little bit of a of a change there, as opposed to oh, it's not just a case of you click one button and the whole thing's done for you. Is is that your take on things? Yeah, well? yeah. There's there's still work to go, but uh, if you start to look into like auto GPT, this is this is the the bridge that's being gapped now. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, the gap that's being bridged. Um, either works. Yeah, yeah. Either works. I guess. <laughs> uh, where you assign it a task and uh, give it a goal that it needs to achieve, and it runs by itself and does all of the research. Now it's really not. St- st- uh, starting to implement yet however really crafty people you can start to link things like auto gpt with zapier uh to begin doing these integrations so it can you know capture uh or it can generate text blog article posts or whatever your objective is zapier can then post it on your website or post it on social media and you can set up this automated loop so it it, it is sort of being able to do that it's not the most user-friendly type thing there's a lot of of work still to be done uh gpt4 is uh is out right now chat gpt4 mm-hmm. um and there's memory issues with it too like i pay for for chat gpt because gpt4 is incredibly powerful um but there's still limitations uh and it's still early and if you look at you know when this became public facing like yes this is having been developed for years but really, in only less than a year, have these tools really come out? Come out. I think the first big one that that broke on the scene was Dolly Two, also yeah. from OpenAI. I think I heard about Dolly Two uh, a little over a year ago. That was the first, and it was it was mind blowing to everyone. Wow! And then since then, the floodgates have opened, and now there's hundreds of new AI tools every month coming out. I mean, this is this is exponentially uh speeding up which is which is why some of these these big dogs uh in the ai space uh are calling for for halts on the advancement of the technology and yeah all this stuff so it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see like i i think it's drastically going to change our world within the next year yeah like that's how fast yeah and it's interesting because i mean you and i talking um the day after um the Kind of godfather of AI at Google yep. resigned um, yep. over that very over that particular thing about the concerns that that he has over yeah. how AI is likely to negatively impact the world that we're uh, the world that we're in. So uh, yeah, what what was uh, a uh, 
science fiction nightmare only a few years ago may well be something that's like the way that we're, we're knocking on the door off. But uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I guess we just have to wait and see, don't we? Yeah, it's it's both scary and very exciting at mm. the same time. And I'm a cautiously optimistic person. Uh, so I'm I'm optimistic that I think these tools, at least in the short run, will greatly benefit our society. But you have to embrace this stuff. You can't fight it because it's too late already. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you can't just stand the fighting the tide, can you? So <laughs> no. what, uh, what three tips would you give to somebody that wants to be successful with a short form um, content strategy? Really, really, really know and deeply understand who you want to reach, the ins and outs. The better that you can outline that target persona, the much more likely that you're going to reach them because you can filter all of your content decisions through them. Test different format styles constantly. Be a consumer of content. S spend time on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and learn the cadence of each platform and the different trends and delivery styles of the actual content and test out creating that content in your unique perspective, up-level it, make it your own. So it's relatable, but it's still fresh and new. And above all else, stay consistent because consistency over time is the key to success in anything that you do, not just vertical video content. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So um, for someone who has so much going on, your podcast, your agency, the new uh, AI tool, what's next for Austin? Well, the, the next year or two is, is heavy in uh, syllabi mode. So we're, we're going, uh, it's scaling very fast. It's, it's amazing. We just applied to uh, y Combinator, we're hoping to get in there. We're doing a um, a crowd raise uh, a crowdfund uh, raising round. Uh, we're hiring a bunch of engineers. Uh, we're going full speed ahead with the marketing. Uh, I'm doing tons of podcast interviews. I'm speaking around the country. I'm just doing my best to blow this tool up. So it's it's not just one of the ones that sticks around. It's it's the one uh, to to make huge change and positively impact a lot of business uh, business owners and and uh, entrepreneurs' lives. Fantastic. And if people wanted to reach out and uh, work with you, uh, either at Social Tea or Syllabi, how, what's the best way to go about doing that? Yeah, if you want to check out Syllabi, the website is syllabi.io, and that's syllabi with a Y. Uh, you can connect with me on any platform at Socialty Pro, whatever your favorite platform is. Um, send me a message. I'd love to connect with you. Great stuff. Austin, this was amazing. Uh, I said to you before we started recording that I get excited about every podcast interview that I do, but I was particularly excited about this <laughs> one, and I'm so, so grateful the time you spent talking about AI, talking about your own success, and talking about content uh, marketing strategies. So Austin Armstrong, thank you so much for coming into the conference room. Simon, it was such an honor. I, I love being on the show. It was, it was such a fun conversation. I hope people took value from it. And I just appreciate you and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Coming up next week on the conference room, I'll be talking to global sales leader of security vendor, Team Cymru, Jeff Fleischer.
I think that's the best part of being a leader is allowing them to, to do that and, and not getting in their way. Um, hiring the right people to, to solve for those challenges and making sure that you're paving those paths and you have you are kind of uh, acting as the glue of the organization. Um, mo managing multiple personalities, uh, cultures, things of that nature, it, it, to me, it's, it's um, exciting. It's always been an exciting challenge. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And make sure you visit our website, theconferenceroompodcast.com, to see all the other episodes and to get access to the show notes and resources mentioned in this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your network, or better still, go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcast platform and leave us a five-star review. It'll only take you a moment, but it'll mean the world to us. And please don't hesitate to tell us which topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. To get in touch, drop us a line in the comment section or send us a message on social media. Just search for The Conference Room Podcast or me, Simon Lader, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or TikTok. I'm always open to a conversation. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you'll be alerted when a new episode goes live every week. Thanks so much for listening to The Conference Room, and until next time, keep talking.